Good morning. Uh, it's a privilege to be before you today. You know, sometimes as I think about God, I envision God with a great big treasure chest, just waiting for you and me to tap into it. And today I'd like to talk about part of that treasure chest, and that's personal prophecy. And the title of my message today is, What is God Saying? So we're not going to talk about the office of a prophet, as in the five-fold ministry. Uh, personal pro prophecy is simply hearing what God is saying to you and for you to convey it to someone, that message of love and encouragement. You might call this supernatural. However, we are all supernatural beings. Excuse me. We're all supernatural beings. Uh, our salvation was supernatural. The indwelling of the Holy Spirit is supernatural. So supernatural should not really intimidate you. It should be something that you desire. You desire. How many desire more from God? I desire all God has for me. And uh, so there's a deep longing in all of us for more. It's just ingrained in the Lord. So, and God desires to give us more. He may give you that word of prophecy in the grocery, the workplace, hopefully too in the church, that the body might be lifted up or an individual might be lifted up as you meditate in the house. Uh, oft times God will give you a word, and that word is for somebody for encouragement and for love and sometimes even direction. But most of direction and correction will be in the fivefold. It won't be necessarily personal prophecy. So with that, you know, I'm, this message is a part of a dream that I have dreamed for a very long time. I've dreamed that there would be a more presence, a stronger presence of God in the house, that we would go out of here just flying high. And I don't see why that shouldn't be on an every Sunday basis. I don't see why not outside of the fact that we're, what could I say, lethargic, maybe, and not really seeking. Maybe. So we'll go on with that. You know, I've been sorely scolded for not bringing this message in a timely manner. That who God, who God loves, he chastises, and I thank him for that love. So as Brian said, it was way back in I don't know when. But so we'll get right into it now. Uh, and as far back as Numbers, 
11, 27 through 29, and it reads, a young man ran and told Moses, Eldad and Medad are prophesying in the camp. Joshua, son of Nun, who had been Moses' right hand since his youth, said, Moses, master, stop them. But Moses said, are you jealous for me? Would you that all God's people were prophets? Would that God put his spirit on all of them? This is how long prophecy has been going on. Back in the Pentateuch. Amazing, isn't it? Do you ever think about that? And so the first mention of personal uh, prophecy, in the first mention is in Joel 2, 28 through 30. I'll just read 28 for now. I will pour out my spirit on every kind of people. Your sons will prophesy, all your daughters, and also your daughters. Your old men will dream, your young men will see visions. If you young men haven't seen a vision, you've got to seek God and look to God to implant these things within you. It just doesn't come automatically. The Holy Spirit didn't come automatically. You had to seek it. So with God's people, we do have a right to walk with God in the fellowship of revelation or another word for that, it would be prophecy. John 10.27 says, my sheep hear my voice. Prophecy is merely speaking what the shepherd is saying with the emphasis on shepherd. We want to be sure that what we say is what God said. And so may I insert here that our prophetic words must never reflect our own opinion but rather only what the Holy Spirit is saying. So certainly with prophecy, there's always a risk and a challenge. We can get in the road. So, uh, so you know, Pastor Richard, time after time, on numerous occasions, has told us that God is bigger than any mistake we could make. He's bigger than that. So, so that should relieve you somewhat so that you can just begin to seek this from God. And, you know, since God is bigger than any mistake we can make, what is hard for God is that we are not participating in prophecy as he has illustrated throughout his word, that it's important to him. It is important to God. The arrival of the Holy Spirit for God's people, of course, was described, excuse me. Thank you, Brian. It's described in Acts 2, 1 through 4, and I know you're all familiar with that. 
the rushing mighty wind came in and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. So uh, if I were to ask you today how many of you were filled with the Holy Spirit, I believe that many of you would say yes. Could you raise your hand? How many? Of, oh, my. Look, that's all supernatural. That's all supernatural. So how wonderful that is. And in Acts 2, 17 and 18, it reads, and some of this is repetitive, but repetition by God stresses the importance of the word. So that's why he, he continues to lay foundation after foundation and begins to tell us and tell us. So in, in Acts 2.17, in the last days it shall be, God declares that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy and your young men shall see visions and your old men shall dream dreams. And 18, even on my male servants and my female servants, in those days will I pour out my spirit and they shall prophesy. And this is not a maybe. This is definitely. This is a shall. Shall is a very strong verb. Indicates activity, participation. So I think that is what God is trying to talk to us today about, is for us to get active in this, to begin to seek him, begin to get after it. You know, uh, we must know one of the primary purposes and missions of the Holy Spirit was to bring a prophetic mantle to his people. The prophecies are God's love and encouragement letters to one another. When I receive a word from God for somebody, that's coming from God and it should always border on love, encouragement, uh, and the matters of God. So, you know, I, I, I just, uh, prophecy opens the door to ministry. Uh, how do we know that? Look at what happened when Jesus met the woman at the well, the Samaritan woman. You all know the story, but I want to focus just a moment on the result. The result of that prophecy that Jesus gave to that woman, that word of knowledge, and it was knowledge for sure, he told her all of her past sins. Well, she went with that testimony back to the town. And many, in verse 439, John 439, many believed because of the woman's testimony. So if you were to give somebody a testimony that God, uh, give somebody a word that God has given you, that gives them a testimony to impact how do we know 
what the impact is going to be. We don't know how far God will take that. It's important that we do it. That's the main thing. And uh, that personal prophecy, it must come out of the river of love, grace, and healing. And I, I don't speak necessarily about physical healing. There's a lot of healing emotionally in our hearts, in our minds. Those are, those are all areas that God wants to heal. And he or maybe would like to use you to, con to, to contribute to that healing, to that goodness. So I, I don't want to brag at all, and this is not to brag, but this is just to illustrate. Uh, I'm going to give you a couple of examples. Uh, Brian may recall this, Pastor Brian, that one Sunday as I sat meditating in, in my chair in the pew, uh, God so strongly prompted on my heart that somebody in here today wants to be saved. They want to give their heart to Jesus. So I approached Pastor Richard, and Pastor Richard asked me to approach uh, Pastor Brian, which I did. Pastor Brian gave the altar call, and sure enough, that man came forward and he gave his heart to Jesus. That's how important this prophecy is. There's a soul that came because of that word, see? Now, there was another occasion that I want to mention. There was a man in a medical crisis, and God gave me the word that this was not going to be a mountain, but a mere hill. And that was the entire word. It doesn't have to be some stretched out big time thing. It's just the simplicity of God. Well, the very next week, that man went and visited another church that next Sunday. Fortunately, he was prayed for there and he got his healing. Praise God. You see, these are the, the types of things that God wants to do within our body continually. It shouldn't be a rarity. It should be a matter of course. So, and, and knowing, knowing, excuse me, knowing these things, 1 Corinthians 14, 1, 1, and it reads, pursue love and earnestly desire spiritual gifts, especially that you may prophesy again, Repetitive. God wants it. He stressed his importance, the importance of it, especially that you may prophesy. Some folks may say, well, if he wants me to, fine. Uh, I'd be happy to do it, but he's never given me a word for anybody. Well, with that attitude, you never will prophesy. You won't. You have to be open. You have to be pursuing. You have to be seeking after God for this gift. And, you know, you, you pursue him for the gift of prophecy. God didn't sneak up on you one day and fill you with the baptism of the Holy Spirit. He didn't sneak up on you one day and save you. You have to pursue it. 
You have to seek it. And that's what I am trying to bring forth today as we speak. Brother Paul goes on to explain clearly the what and what for beginning in 1 Corinthians 14.3. And most of the scripture today is all out of the Amplified. And but the one who prophesies speaks to people for edification, to promote spiritual growth, and speaks words of encouragement to uphold and advise them concerning the matters of God. and speaks words of consolation to compassionately comfort them. How many of you would like to be a comfort? We all would. We'd all like to do that. And so, and, and then in 14.4, one who speaks in a tongue edifies himself. But the one who prophesies edifies the church. He promotes growth in spiritual wisdom, devotion, holiness, joy. That's the one who prophesies and edifies in the church. How important is that? It's everything. It, 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 that we might grow in spiritual wisdom. That we might be devoted. That we might experience holiness in our lives, that we might experience the joy of the Lord. Now I wish that all of you, in verse 5, now I wish that all of you spoke in unknown tongues, but even more, I wish, this is Paul speaking, I wish that you would prophesy. The one who prophesies is greater and more useful than the one who speaks in tongues. Unless he translates or explains what he says so the church may be edified, instructed, improved, and strengthened. Why would you not desire to be God's messenger to accomplish these uplifting words of truth and love? I can remember when we first came uh, to this church back in the I, I believe it was right around 2011, uh, earlier than that, but I, I went through five or six years of illness, and we didn't get back into church until about uh, 2011. But there was a word in tongues, and the explanation was given in the body here. I've never seen it since. How many of you have seen that in this house? No. We should be. We should be seeing that as well. This is, this is all part of what we're trying to uh, do today. This may seem, I'm, I'll begin to wind down a little. This may seem off subject, but please bear with me. You know, God has thrown a party. 
how many of you knew of parties that your friends threw and you never got to go? You were never invited. That's hurtful, isn't it? That's disappointing. God threw a party that you are invited to. You're invited. No reservations. And Revelation 5, 9 and 10. 9, and they sang a new song of glorious redemption, saying, worthy and deserving are you to take the scroll and break its seal. You were slain or sacrificed, and with your blood, you purchased people for God from every tribe, language, people, and nation. Verse 10, you have made them to be a kingdom of royal subjects and priests to our God, and they will reign on the earth. This is what... You, you know, you're not only accepted at that party, you are the reason for the party. You are the reason for the treasure chest. You are the reason that God wants to use you to encourage and lift up and love another. In the New Living Translation, It says in Hebrews 4, 16, So let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God. There we will find grace to help when we need it most. We can approach the throne with privilege. Wow, what an invitation. What an invitation to a party. We're the reason for that party. I want to be at that party. I want to have me a time and time and a half. And so, you know, we can receive and give those words we need at just the right moment to lift and encourage our brothers and sisters. You know, a father speaks to his children in love. What father would it be if he didn't speak to his children? What father would it be if he didn't speak to his children in love and encouragement? So this is the bottom line, really. It's all about love. And the love of the Father and our love for one another. My word tells me that you should love your neighbor as yourself. When we love our neighbor as ourself, our desire should be to uplift them and to encourage them and to see growth in them and to see them come God's way with no reservation. And it's not withheld from the youngest, you guys in the back row back there, it's not withheld from you at all. 
God is calling you. He's calling every one of us to get with it. As we go forward, let us seek God for this gift to encourage and to bless and to love on one another. I'm thinking this, how many times has pastor mentioned heaven on earth? We should be living heaven on earth. And I believe in my thinking, this is part of heaven on earth. Love, encouragement, love, encouragement. I pray we can all be part of God's party he has so carefully prepared for us. May you be richly blessed as you ponder the word you've heard today. Begin to unpack God's treasure chest of good things for you and I. He said, I never withhold a good thing from you. Thank you, Father. Let's, let's stand as we uh, get ready to leave here. So what is God saying today? Maybe more importantly, what's God saying to you today? Let's pray. Father, we just thank you so much for your word. Thank you for your spirit, Holy Spirit. So many times in, in the word it says, let him who has an ear, let him listen. Lord, I pray, Lord, that today we would have ears to listen. I pray, Lord, if there's anyone here that doesn't have an ear, that you would give them that ear. Lord, give them the ears of their heart to hear. But Lord, let us not be hearers only, but also doers of the things that you tell us. To give those words of knowledge, encouragement, healing, and love. Lord, let us look for these opportunities. I pray, Lord, that you'll show us. Lord, when we see these things, prick our hearts that we might be diligent and quick to respond in obedience, to share the love that you have, the love that we've received, the love that you have for everyone else. We just ask, Lord, this day, we ask a blessing on this congregation as they travel wherever they go. Lord, put in front of us opportunities to love others, to, to give them that word of knowledge and that voice of truth. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you and have a good week.